0: All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle, paid the price. One a slice, got to roll a dice. That's why, all my life,
1: I've been grinding all my life. It's time to grind. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grounded Podcast. I'm your host, Randall Tucker. That was Nipsey Hussle bringing us in with his song, Grinding All My Life. Let's hit that rail we call life and let's grind it. On today's episode of Grind It podcasts, I'm sitting in this recu- recording studio, also called a kitchen, <laughs> uh, with with one of my homies from the the worship team at Partnership Christian Church. He's a brother brother in Christ. Uh, his name is Adam Cook. He is the one and only. He is one of our what? Four, five drummers, three, yeah, three drum, four drummers, yeah. and one of several acoustic guitar players um, with our worship team. Um, Adam is also, I call him a, a local hero, because he is a police officer in my hometown or our hometown, I guess, a uh, Maryville, Tennessee and he literally puts his life on the line on a daily basis and we we do thank you for that you yeah, know we, we tell you that and we do pray for you a lot with and the worship they, they help <laughs> <laughs> absolutely especially in these days right Absolutely. all right uh, adam uh, tell us a little bit about your family
0: uh you know i i grew up we've got a big family grew up here locally in uh, louisville tennessee which is uh you know just right outside of maryville I grew up on a farm. He used to preach there, by the way. It was a Christian church. Yes. Yeah. So you know, grew up on a farm. You know, things like that. You know, mom and dad, and got we've got two sisters. I'm the middle one, um, and uh, you know, got you know, some. know what they say about the middle child. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I've got God yeah, golly, <laughs> half our church congregation is made up of my family. So. Oh man. <laughs> But uh, you know, grew up went to, went to school around here. Had no intentions of being a police officer, but yep, yep, here I am. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And you're how you're married to Caitlyn Yes. How long have you guys been married?
0: Uh, this Saturday. No, oh, be well, be, I'm putting you on the spot, here. This Saturday will be ten years.
1: Ten years, really? Wow. And you have how many children? Uh, we have two. Two children, both girls, well, right?
0: Three, if you include Cooper. Yes. Yeah. My furry four-legged child.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you, you have two daughters, right? Yes. Poor soul. Yes. Wow. I have one. I can imagine having two. It's a lot of estrogen in the in the house. Absolutely. The good news is I grew <laughs> up with two sisters. So, so how how does? Could, we, we, you wasn't a cop when you and Caitlin first got married, right? No, they, it came on later.
0: Right. I uh. Well, I I we I just graduated EMT school, um, and I went to work. Full-time at, uh, at the time it was Rural Metro Ambulance Company. It's an AMR American Medical Response now here in Blount County. Um, and, it, and we got married and Kevin had gotten pregnant with our first child. Um, and I'm, here I am, 18, 19 years old, going, well, what do I do, you know? Which is, you go to work um, as the man, and that's what the man's supposed to do. And I actually, my aunt knew the, uh, the nurse practitioner that was head over the medical staff in the jail, the Blount County Justice Center, and I ended up working there part-time, um, and then I actually ended up working there full-time, and then I transferred over to the corrections department. I was a correctional officer for three and a half years. Um, so I, I, we did kind of, in, in the law enforcement world, for a little bit when we first got married, just not for a long stand.
1: So how, how did Caitlin feel when you said, hey, I think I'm going to become a cop?
0: You know, it was one of those things where... <clears throat> It's real funny because I was, I was at work. I was trying to get a paramedic school, and I was at work one day, and I'm driving down um, Alcoa Highway, lights and sirens in the ambulance, trying to get somebody to UT hospital. Um, my partner in the back doing everything he can for this person, and, you know, God always picks the right opportunities and sometimes the odd opportunities to talk to you. And he, he basically told me, he said, you know, you're done here. You, you've done what I, I needed you to do here. You need to go take care of your brothers and sisters in law enforcement now. And, you know, I, I pondered on it a couple of days. And I, I told Caitlin, I said, you know, something, God, I think God wants me to go be a cop now. I said, and she looked at me funny because this is when everybody was out on a war on police. And the first well, one. That, that,
1: that, that hasn't changed. The first war <laughs> the first, the first <laughs>
0: on police, and, uh, you know. She was she was cool with it, you know. She did a lot of praying. We built a lot of praying. We felt that's where you know God was leading me to go, to you know, to be for the community, to be for uh, my brothers and sisters at work, to be for my family. Um, so I applied at the county. Um, applied at Maribel. Maribel called me back, took the interview, and everything. Ended up getting hired.
1: How long have you been with Maribel?
0: I've been with Maribel <clears throat> this this past July was my five year anniversary. So, really? Yeah. So, I've been, I've been at Maryland City for five years.
1: That's cool. Are you still doing um, the other? The ambulance? No. The um, funeral Yeah, funeral yes.
0: So, I, I do work part time at uh, Miller Funeral Home here in Maryland, Tennessee. Uh, just kind of, I guess you would call me the laborer, you know, for the funeral director. Um, just kind of helping him out when, when he conducts funerals.
1: I have jokes going through my head, but I'm not going to make them. <laughs> <laughs> um why you, you may have just kind of just um answered this question but why did you become a police police officer why would you decide to put your life at risk on a daily basis
0: well <clears throat> you know it's like i said i felt it's where god was leading me uh, where god, that's a good reason god was leading me absolutely where god was leading me to go to you know provide for my family and you know take care of my brothers and sisters and take care of my care of community you know and ever since i was 18 years old man i've I have never worked a normal job. I've never worked at Walmart. You know, I've never worked at Denso or, you know, on a factory line or anything. I've always worked in a position where I'm I'm taking care of other people and taking care of the community. Um, like I said, you know, I worked on the ambulance for Royal Metro for eight and a half years. And, you know, that's like that's when you know at that at that eight and a half year mark, God was like, you know, you're done here. You've done what I need you to do. Um, on top of that, I'm an adrenaline junkie. All right. I like adrenaline. It's fun. Um, they pay me to ride a Harley, so that's another plus. Yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just one of those things, you know, that, that I that I thoroughly enjoy. Um, you know, I, like I said, I enjoy getting out and taking care of the community, whether it's getting, you know, a homeless person some food or, you know, putting a bad guy in jail or, you know, making sure that a, you know – a little old lady who lives by herself and can't care for herself gets the food that she needs gets the supplies that she needs to, to live her life
1: yeah, absolutely um, you said something that kind of caught my attention um, especially being an EMT and in, and now being a police officer and, and talking about the things that you just said it seems like there's a theme going on in your, in your life that I, I'm seeing um, and it's helping people mm-hmm. taking care of people mm-hmm. and, and you know and that's being a, a Christian it's what we're all about absolutely yeah, or that's what we're supposed to be about anyway is taking care of other people and looking at the needs of others and not ourselves and that's exactly what Jesus did and I'm, I'm uh, when I'm not doing any, these interviews I'm breaking down the book of John mm-hmm. and uh, right now I'm, I'm breaking down John chapter 4 okay. and I'm making the podcast for that here in the next couple of days but Man, you know, Jesus had to go. It, the King James version says he must needs go through Samaria. I mean, that dude just just blew everybody's minds when he walks through he, Samaria. You
0: know, you're talking about when he walked to the woman
1: at the well. Yeah, yeah, the woman at the well. The Samaria. So you, woman.
0: you do know he walked like 97 miles.
1: It's crazy. Just to talk to the just woman. to talk to that woman at midday. Mm-hmm. 97 miles. And he, but this is the kicker, and you know, a lot of people don't realize this but he was going to drink from her water pot because mm-hmm. she even said sir you don't have anything to draw water or to drink with mm-hmm. and he was going to drink a samaritan woman's uh, drink from her water pot mm-hmm. but, and he and it like you said it was it was, it was just a god-ordained time and, and he made a beeline through samaria and and you know changed it. i mean that woman went and preached to a whole village absolutely and, and change those people's lives forever. And and so that's one thing that I'm hearing come from you is, uh, is cert- I'll, I, uh, besides the adrenaline rush, uh, there's a lot of, of uh, you can serve your community in special ways, uh, being an EMT or uh, being a police officer as you are now. And also working at the, nur- uh, not nursing home, but the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, with, with, with that thought in mind, Uh, let me ask you this question and after you answer this question we'll take a break Um, how how does your faith influence your profession
0: you know it's for me it's easy Um, being a good person being being a good person and you know having Christian values and Christian morals um, to take to the job not even, you know, just that, but just like we're talking about it's helping, you know, um, it's easier for me to see that in people, that they need help. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's easy for me to look at somebody and say, Okay, this person needs help, you know, they need water, you know. I was thirsty and, you know, gave me something to drink. Exactly. You know, you know, God never Jesus or I'm sorry, Jesus never turned anybody down you know, when they were thirsty. Um, And and then that itself is, you know, you look at that and there's more into that, you know. It's not, honestly, it's not drinking the water. It's sharing the gospel. Yeah, You know, sharing that spiritual gospel with people. And and I get to do that. And there's a lot of people that um, I work with that are Christians that are afraid to do that in, in my line of work because they're afraid that, you know, they're gonna say the wrong thing to somebody. Um, they're gonna, you know, get sued or whatever, mm-hmm. or somebody's feelings. I'm not afraid of that.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not. Um, you know, so it's it's very. My faith influences me, you know, to to be able to look at people and help out, but it also influences me with my coworkers to be able to look at my coworkers and say, we need to. I need to talk to that guy. I need I need to make sure this person knows Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, a lot of my coworkers, I found it's very disheartening, but it it gives me the opportunity to share the gospel with them. Um, a lot of my coworkers, they don't believe in Christ. They they don't, they just, they don't believe, you know. And, and there's one individual I'm working with now, uh, very hard, that just, he, he has no belief.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so in your, it, it, being a police officer, besides the, the, the dangerous aspects of it, there's a lot of great aspects of it in that you see a lot of things that people like me would normally not see. Correct. And you, because you, one of the things I like to say is is we ought to pray for opportunities. Mm-hmm. But you literally basically live opportunities each and every day when, you, when you're when you making a, you know, you see these people are messed up on drugs and, I mean, I, there's no telling what you see and so god gives you i mean it's just part of your job you're going you're going to have countless of opportunities Mm -hmm. to be jesus in somebody's life and uh, and i appreciate you having the courage to be jesus and you know to tell them about jesus and Mm -hmm. and hey there is a better way than the path you're on dude or man, whatever.
0: Yeah, you know, and 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 that's that's completely agreeable. Is you know, I, I do get these opportunities. I do get the opportunities to go out and share the gospel. Um, I do get the opportunities to go out and share the love of Christ with, with people. Um, and it's you know, it's I, I want to say fulfilling. Um, but you know, it's it's not it's not about me um, in, in in that sense. Um, when when I do get the opportunity to share the the gospel with somebody, it's about that person. To me, it's about that other person knowing that hey, there's just like you said, there's another way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't have to put this needle in my arm. I don't have to you know take this pill. I don't have to you know do this that and the other this substance. Right. Um, just know, fill in the blank with whatever. I can I can fill that high and that addiction with the love of Christ. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, um, there's. There's just a lot of people, man, out there that are just so far into the devil and into and Satan and, you know, succumbing to his will and with the drugs and that they just, they just don't want to hear it, yeah. you know, so. But the, the, the ones that do, you know, I struggle. I struggle with ones that didn't. And, you know, I was talking to Pastor Mark about it. And, you know, Mark told me that, um, you know, it's, he still is pleased with you for sharing his work.
1: Absolutely. So. Which is all we're called to do. Mm-hmm. We plant water; God brings an increase. Mm-hmm. And you never know. Uh, I listen to the Unashamed podcast with with uh, the Duck Dynasty guys. Yeah, you know, and they and just hearing their stories of these people they minister to. You know, and, and the lives they've changed by, by just a simple, you know, telling them, telling them some of somebody about Jesus. It, 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 and, and unfortunately, and I used to be the same way when I was a young Christian, and but a lot of Christians they, they don't share because of fear mm-hmm. and they could be that one opportunity that they were given to share Christ and they didn't do it what might be that one person's only opportunity to ever hear Christ mm-hmm. and that door might have been open for a little while and they didn't do it and then that person may not ever get them another opportunity mm-hmm. and that's, that's
0: why I, that's why I do it, man. When it when it's called upon I don't I don't ever turn it away because let me tell you something you're not going to win. If the good Lord wants you to put something on somebody's heart, it's going to get there one way or
1: another. Absolutely. I agree. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Our mission here at Grinded is to encourage people who have and are facing life challenges. Uh, They're struggling with life, and we want to encourage them any way that we can not to give up but to keep going. We want want them to keep grinding it, if you will. Um, in your life, especially as a police officer, and we've talked a, a, you know, a little bit about this briefly, but you've seen many things that, that can easily discourage someone and in fact cause many people to give up. Um, will you be willing to share your story with the, grind, the grounded audience? Um, what are some challenges that you've faced in life, and how did you overcome them? You
0: know man, I, uh, I think one of the biggest challenges in life that, that I had to, that I've faced in- let me let me purpose it with this: life daily is a challenge. It's it's how you yeah. face that challenge. It's, it's how you wake up in the morning. Um, you know how you how you glor- put glory to God every day. Um, so just because I'm out of the challenges I was in doesn't mean that, like I said, every day is not another really challenge. Um, you know, when I was I was young young kid, got married, had kids. You're still young. You're still a kid. Twenty eight. I'm pushing third. Still young. No, I was was a real, real young kid. Um, Got married out of high school and out of EMT school and uh, had children. And, you know, wouldn't trade it any other way. But, uh, you know, I was raised up in church all my life. Um, My my dad actually drew the design and and architected the the church building.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, The one we're in now? Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that.
0: He's still got the blueprints of it and everything. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, You know, so growing up in church, you know, I knew about Jesus, I knew about Jesus, I knew about God. Uh, you knew, I knew about the gospel. Um, you know, I was baptized at 12 years old. Um, actually, my cousin Thomas um, and I got baptized the same day by uh, one of our former pre- former preachers. Who uh, God rest his soul. Um, he's no longer with us. David Kinman. Mm-hmm. Um And uh, you know, grew up in church. You know, got a little older, uh, got around the wrong group of people, influenced. Uh, you know, with alcohol and. Um, things like that and you know that one thing led to another i fall off the beaten path and um, you know was was into the, you know drinking really hard every night there for a while um, you know i'm not afraid to share it you know it, i was into um extramarital affairs um, you, you know and, and i just i completely lost sight of who i was um, and you know it's funny god has this way of getting your attention He's, he's got a way of uh, saying softly, "Hey man, you're over here on this track. Let's let's go over here on this track. This is a better track for you to okay. walk." You know. Um, then he's got what's called I call the righteous two by four. Um, he smack you right in the forehead with. <laughs> um, and and I, I, I was the one. I was the stubborn. I guess the the stubborn lost sheep. Um, and, and the one that the shepherd had to come with the two by four and whack me upside the head with. Um, you know and it's, it's just, it's funny, you look back on it, and you look back on the things, and you look at it, and you go, why did I do that? Why was I doing that? Why was I doing this ever not? What, what was so interesting in, in in a bottle of Jack Daniels versus being being fooled with Christ? Right. And the, the thing that I look at was, is there was an emptiness in me. And I was trying to fill it with something that would fulfill me, would make me fulfill, you know, just make me feel full. Okay. And you know, at the time, I was, like I said, I was young, man. I was, you know, drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels and waiting the next morning, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, thinking that my friends were looking at me like that and, that, and feeling that that would make me full, and that was wrong. That was that was completely wrong because I was just in more, more empty. Than I had ever been. Very good. More empty than I had ever been at that point. Um, And then when I got back on the right track, when I I got my heart right with Christ, when I repented for my sins, when I accepted Jesus back into my heart, I felt that fullness that I had been looking for. It was there all along, tapping me on the shoulder, saying, Dude, I'm here. I'll make you full. I'll make you, I'll fill a like void in you. You just have to accept me. You just have to put me back in your life and put me first. My wife and I, before I did that, we were having so many problems, arguing every night, fighting every night, uh, you know, the kids. And I put Christ back in my life and it stopped. I mean, it did. It, you know, obviously we, there's bickering that goes on in marriages. Surely not. I mean, you live with somebody for ten years and you live in the house with them, I mean, you're going to get tired of each other for every now and then. There's always adjusting, yeah. So, but, but putting Christ back in my life, man, it, it really did fulfill that void that I was looking for. It, it really fulfilled that that void of joy and happiness and, you know, just a lot of other things that that I I was looking for that I never could find that I tried to find in other ways.
1: And God, you know, He... he I guess when He created us, He that we had that void, and and when going back to my study with in John, you know, John saying there's one mightier coming; uh, it's mightier than I. He he can baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's what when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, and He says uh, you must be born of water and spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that I mean that's who fills the void, the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus tells us that in I believe it's in John 14 that that
0: I'm the way the truth and the life.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. John 14:6. And and he says that, you know, that he will come and dwell in us, inside of us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He says, "Me and my Father will dwell in you." And, he, and, that, and that's when he's promising the disciples the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. And Paul talks about our bodies being the temple, a temple. You know, in the Old Testament when they had the temple, and you know, God would come down in the form of a cloud and, and, and fill that void in the form of a cloud. His presence is there, and now we're the temple. And God says, "Hey, man, I want to. I want to. Let me fill you." And that's what you're saying. That's what you're sitting there saying. Uh, "Hey, I, you know, prodigal, go out there and d- go eat your pig slop." And uh, but I'm still here. And uh, and you come back around. And uh, like you said, and put it into your words, got on the right track.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have to in life, and, in, in, you know, like I said, and I hope that whoever's listening to this, you know, take something from it. You know, if they're struggling with an alcohol addiction, if they're struggling with um, a sexual addiction, if they're struggling with a drug addiction, that just like you said on the, on the beginning, um, of, of coming back from the break, you know, this whole thing is called grinding because. Just because that that happens, just don't give up. Keep grinding it out to get back on that right path with Christ because there's nothing more fulfilling that will fill you up more than the love and the joy of Jesus Christ.
1: Amen. I agree. Um, You said a couple of things there. It kind of kicked my memory uh, into spinning. You know, a lot of times when Jesus would talk to these people and He would say, your sins are forgiven. Do you remember what he He would say? Go in." Sin no more. Go now, sin no more. But you know, the, the people. You know, they're not perfect. They're not. They're not him. He's the only perfect one.
0: But
1: Paul says we're not perfect. Man. Yeah. We we as, as a, a verse I come up with a, a lot is Romans three twenty three. We all fall. We all sin mm-hmm. and fall short of the glory of God. Even though we're we're saved, we're washed in the blood of Christ. We're filled with this Holy Spirit. It does not mean we'll never ever sin again. Absolutely. But it does mean our sins are forgiven. Absolutely. If we, we keep walking with Him. Um, and another thing um, that I, I, I would like for you to uh, kind of drive this home this thought uh, that I'm fixing to give you is you don't have to clean up first you, you don't you don't because you, a lot of people think well I can't come to Jesus I, I can't live that kind of life because I'm doing fill in the blank I'm, I'm a heavy drinker I'm a heavy smoker I smoke weed I smoke you know, they just fill in the blank with whatever. But like the people you share your faith with, as a cop, and the things that you see, a lot of those people could easily be thinking, "Dude, look look at the way I'm living. Let me get my life cleaned up first, and then I'll come to Christ."
0: I will say this: <laughs> a lot of the disciples, fishermen, right? Yeah. People think that fishermen back in Bible times were, you know, good people, clean people. Those guys were dirty people, (laughs) okay? I mean, honestly, they were. Christ chose a bunch of them to be his disciples.
1: Yeah, a lot of them.
0: And 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 this is is one thing that, just like you said, Randy, this is one thing that I really try to drive home to people that I talk to when when I'm beating the street, when I'm on the streets. Just, just like you said, just because you're not clean right now doesn't mean that God doesn't want you. God wants you, and He wants all of you. The shape that you're in, He wants you. Now, obviously, He wants you to get cleaned up. <laughs> but And He will help in that process. Absolutely. And it is a process. Yes, absolutely. But just because you're, you're so far deep in a hole and just in a dark place... Doesn't mean that you can't turn to Christ, and He will not accept you as the person that you are at that time, and help you walk absolutely to get out of that dark space and out of that hole.
1: Yeah, I mean, look what He did to Saul, who we later changed his name to Paul. Paul the place. dude was a murderer. Yeah, putting Christians in jail, and he was for God. He 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 King knew David. the law. He was a Pharisee. Huh? King David. Yeah, King David, a man after God's own heart, and and you know.
0: Dude sent somebody out banging somebody else's wife. Exactly. Yeah, well, he sent somebody out. Hey, check out that cheek. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: yeah, she looks pretty good. Yeah, but, but you know, but we can fill in the blank with any. But but you know, David being an adulterer and 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 uh, uh, Saul being a murderer and having, throwing people in jail, that, you know, and they're losing a lot, men and women, mm-hmm. you know, that which had I'm sure they had families, you know, children, uh, and. He's walking down the road one day on his way to Damascus to to get more Christians and put them in jail or kill them, whatever. And and well, you know I'm Jesus, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jesus shines that light on him and starts talking to him and knocks people off their horses. And and his first words out of his mouth are, "Who are you, Lord?" And Jesus says, "Hey, the, the you know these people you're killing, you're you're persecuting. That's me. You're doing that too, not them. That's me." Mm-hmm. But here here's a you know, and when Paul first got uh, saved if you will became a Christian and he was you know Jesus said you're going to be a preacher to the Gentiles and Paul comes back or Saul at the time comes back and tries to preach to those people do you remember their reaction yeah. they're scared to freaking death of him man <laughs> This thing's there to kill us. Yeah. No, I'm... Kidding. No, 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 I'm hey, straight.
0: Hold on, let me explain. <laughs> people running away. Hang hey, on.
1: <laughs> but but I'll, I'll, I, I want to I drive home the point that uh, no matter what sin you're in, fill in the blank, man, just fill in the blank with whatever sin you are in, no matter
0: how, God still
1: loves you. Yeah, absolutely. No matter how bad you think, it, it, you're, you're never too far that the hand of Christ can reach you and pull you out.
0: Absolutely. That's... You know, he, he sent his only son to, to be, you know, people look at crucifixion as, you know, something quick and painless. It's not. Mm-mm. That is what, what Jesus endured was just absolutely terrible. And God
1: sent his only son to suffer for hours so we can be forgiven for our sins, so absolutely. we can be all washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's amazing. While we were enemies, Paul says in Romans, while we were enemies, Christ died for us. Mm-hmm. Not while we, you know, got our lives cleaned up, straightened up, and then I come to Jesus. No, while we were still in our sin, separated from God, enemies of God, Jesus died for us. Absolutely, that's crazy thing about. That's amazing. That that's real love. I mean, that's just that kind of love just blows my mind. Um, anything else you want to add to to for ask you another question? You're good, man. All right. Um, how how would you say these challenges have prepared you to minister to people for the kingdom? The challenges you faced.
0: You know that's a good a good good question. Um, I have for so long when I you know got got myself straight to Christ, I, I I kept looking around you know saying, God, how can I how can I use this to help others? How can I use this to help others? Um, and you know. Sometimes God, God doesn't, He doesn't give you the answer right away. You know, He may sit on it for a month, and that's just what happened to me. And God sent uh, some people in our church our way, and you know they were kind of in the same situation that Caitlin and I were in. And you know the the young man was struggling a little bit, and I was able to talk to that young man and share my experiences with that young man. To make sure that he didn't make those same mistakes to make sure that he put and kept christ Mm. in his marriage and in his wife's life and in his child's life because that's what we're supposed to do the man of the house we're supposed to be the most we're supposed to be the most christian christ-like influences in the house you know so that's kind of how i take my my testimony my story um anytime that i i see a young couple and you know I feel they're, you know, God puts on my heart that they're struggling. They're struggling with something. He's struggling with something. I talked to that couple, and I explained them in my situation and what had happened to me and what I had done in my marriage, and I put that in perspective for them of you, you just got to you got to keep your faith in Christ because he's going to get you back to where you need to be.
1: Mm-hmm. They saying, walk a mile in my shoes. It- I don't mean any disrespect when I say this to anybody, but you know, preachers counsel a lot. Sure. Police officers counsel a lot. Every day. <laughs> yeah, every day. Uh, and, and there's people who get paid lots of money to counsel people. Uh, but in my this is my opinion, I guess. Um, if they've never been in a situation, even though they've counseled people in that situation, they don't really know. And But when they have been in that situation, they know the feelings, they know the emotions, they know they've experienced it for themselves, which to me it is much more of a qualification than a piece of paper, you know, saying you have this degree in this or whatever. They've experienced life and, and that is the whole purpose behind what I'm trying to do with these podcasts and talking to you and, and others, interviewing people taking their life experiences like you shared, and thank you for being so open. Sure.
0: Um, well, but, you know what, and, and, and I'm so open about it, Randy, in hopes to where if somebody is struggling that's listening to this in the same situations they can listen to, in my experience, and go, there is a way out. Yeah. There is a way out, so.
1: And they, and they can, you if, if somebody is listening to this, and you need to get in contact with us to, to have any kind of a discussion. Uh, you can email me at grinditpodcast at gmail.com, and I will promptly get back with you, I promise. Um, let's finish up with this. How about, uh, would you mind saying a prayer for our, our listeners that may be having a life struggle?
0: Absolutely. Uh, Father, we come to you this evening, uh, first of all, God, I, like I do every day. I. I, I I praise you for the beautiful day that you gave us, in in the breath and the life that you've put in us, um, just just so we can go out and, and, and worship you and share your gospel, share the gospel and share your name with other people. Uh, God, um, if there's anybody listening to this this podcast or you know the people that we will be listening to, and they're struggling. God, um, put it on their heart. God, let them know that they're not too far gone for you. That that, that there is a way out, and there is a way out whether they're struggling with addiction or or just whatever God or just just having a rough time in life let them know that there's a way out God and that you're the way out and that that you can fill that void if they have that void with just joy and happiness and something that they've never ever felt before God you know like all those bricks being lifted off their shoulders that that burden that they carry around uh, you know take that burden off their back God you know and Lord just, just be with these people that are going to be hearing this, God. Because, like, like Randy said, some of these people may need to hear, it. You may need to hear your word, you may need to feel your love. God, just be with each and every one of us throughout the week, in the days to come, and just keep us safe, God. In your
1: name, Amen. Amen. Thanks for your time. You know I love you, right? Absolutely, love you too. Man. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Grind It podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way,
0: just grind it.
1: Been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle, pay the price, want a slice, got to roll a dice, that's why,
0: all my life, I've been grinding all my life, yeah. all my life.